My guest today on Mission Impact is Travis Johnson. Travis and I talk about why he thinks every nonprofit should have a podcast, the benefits of podcasting, and how podcasting can help your overall social media strategy. Welcome to Mission Impact, the podcast for progressive nonprofit leaders who want to build a better world without becoming a martyr to the cause. I'm Carol Hamilton, your podcast host and nonprofit strategic planning consultant. Well, welcome, Travis. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Carol. So um, I'd like to start each uh, conversation with a question around what motivates folks. So what would you, what drew you to the work that you're doing now? What would you say motivates you and what would you describe as your why? You know, I have a why and I just had this conversation right before we got on about a mutual friend of mine and this other guy. He's like, why are you doing all this stuff? And he replied, because I'm allergic to being poor. It's like why I'm doing so many things. Well, that's not my why, but I thought it was hilarious way to, to put that in context. But we're talking about the show that I host, the Nonprofit Architect Podcast. When I was growing up, we had a lot of help and we needed a lot of help. I went through 36 moves, 12 schools, six states, five foster homes, and survived two murder attempts all before graduating high school at 17. And that means that we needed a lot of help, whether it was from individuals, churches, social services, or nonprofit organizations. I give a lot of credit to all the people that helped our family grow growing up. They're the reason that we stayed sheltered, clothed, and fed. And now that I'm in a place where I'm not in that scarcity or that survival mode, I'm able to give back and found out ways to be part of the community and being part of the nonprofit community, served on a couple of boards donated a bunch of hours, a bunch of money, helped start a few nonprofits. And then I got over, got overseas stationed in the kingdom of Bahrain. And I was like, how am I supposed to keep doing all this fun nonprofit work? And someone's like, well, you really have that kind of podcast voice. You could probably connect and talk about some of this stuff. And I was like, Ooh, that would be cool. And, you know, look through all the different podcasts that are out there. And there was some great conversations, but what I really didn't find that the, the top tier shows was a really a how-to show. Like, how do you set up a board? How do you raise money? How do you hold events? All these different things that apply to the nonprofit world. So I set out to create the premier how-to podcast for nonprofits. And we came up with the Nonprofit Architect Podcast, helping build stronger nonprofits. And I view it as my mission to help the helpers. Well, I love that, that that catchphrase. I was just looking at your website and saw the help the helpers because I've used that phrase myself that mm -hmm. um, when I'm working with organizations, I, I like to work with people who are helping other people. And so I'm like many, many lines back in the chain of the helpers. Um, but going back to that, uh, Fred Rogers, you know, look, look for the helpers um, that that really, you know, when I when I'm wondering what what am I doing here all day, and I that really helps me kind of come back to center and think, you know, it's it's uh, contributing to that that entire ecosystem of folks who are are doing all sorts of things to contribute to mm -hmm. a better world, um, you know, taking care of people day to day, all of that, all all of the above. So I I love that uh, motivation. It certainly rings true for me. Oh, absolutely. There's there's so many people out there doing just good work, helping their neighbors, helping the environment, helping animals. And if I, I can't help all of them, but if I can help them do what they're doing better, put a little bit more money in their pocket, 
help them understand their organization a little bit better, get a little bit more focused. So they're able to deliver those services more efficiently, more effectively, and with less stress, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm absolutely. all in. Absolutely. So one of the things that, uh, in, in addition to the podcast, um, that you host yourself focusing on on how to's you really think that nonprofits themselves should have their own podcast can you can you tell me a little bit more about that and why why you think that uh, we could fill up a couple hours talking okay, about perfect. just that carol if you want to <laughs> uh, uh first off I, I i fell in love with podcasting while i was deployed it's just such an easy medium to deal with it's easy to get started it's free to get started if you've got a smartphone you've got all the equipment you need to get started. And even, you know, I have production services and all this stuff, but even if you don't use me, like just getting started and falling in love with the process, that's that's the way to go. Everyone that I talk to, everyone that I interview, everyone that I'm a guest on their show, I get to learn something. And if I'm the host, I get to ask all the cool questions that I want answered. When you're in the nonprofit space, there's all these other organizations doing something similar to what you're doing, right? They're helping the same group of people. Maybe they're helping the same type of animals and maybe you're doing it differently. But what it does is you're promoting the stuff that you're doing in your area, right in your local area. And there's people that are gonna be listening and they're gonna be like, this is really cool. I wanna know how I can contribute. And it might be giving your organization money directly or it might be connecting with an organization in their area that they didn't know was there and they can now help out the same thing that you want to help, just maybe not your organization. It helps you build this huge, massive contact list. Every interview that you do, they're also sharing. So you guys are both getting the chance to leverage each other's network. All the audience that you've built, all the audience that they've built, you get to, you know, you lend some of your credibility and some of your audience to them as an organization. And then all the people, cause they're going to share the episode, all the people in their sphere of influence, they're going to hear about you. And it's such a fantastic way to grow your audience, to connect, to do better things on the kind of personal side. You know, you go to school, you go to college, you learn life experiences. Maybe you get into reading and maybe you listen to podcasts like you're listening to right now and they're going to teach you something. But when you start interviewing people, it's like having your own private masterclass with the experts. I got the opportunity to interview Asha Curran from Giving Tuesday, learned a ton, interviewed Alan Stein Jr. from Raise Your Game. He's done leadership work with the late, great Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. And he got to speak about leadership on the show. I got to interview Bob Berg, author of the Go-Giver series, who's just a fantastic man. I love his five principles for stratospheric success. And I got to interview Steve Sims. This is someone that does world-class events for millionaires and billionaires. He hosts Sir Elton John's red carpet Oscar party every year. And I asked him, I was like, what's the difference between the way for-profit businesses do events and the way that nonprofit businesses, like I got to ask him personally, instead of having to spend like $30,000 for his coaching, I got to bring him my show. He got to leverage my platform and I got to ask him for whatever the heck I wanted to. But if you're in the nonprofit space and you're trying to get something accomplished, especially if it requires legislation, you can interview every single politician, every city council member, the mayor, the senator, the congressman, state and the federal level, the governor, you get to get them on your show, on a record talking about the thing that you both care about. And the best part about it is when this comes up 
in Congress or for a vote or they're getting the committees ready, they're going to say to themselves, who do we know that's an expert? And they're going to remember being on your show and you're going to get brought into the conversation to have that direct ability to affect the change that you want to see in the world with the people that can make it happen. It's such a fantastic way to leverage and do everything you want to do as a nonprofit. But that's not even the biggest part of this, Carol. It's the big difference between a website people go to all the time, day after day, week after week, month after month, and a website that people only go through one time. The biggest difference between the two is new content. When you look at news, sports, social media, whatever it is, there's new stuff every day. And when you look at the vast majority of nonprofit websites, it looks kind of like a digital panda. This is who we are. This is what we do. Here's our founding story. And that's great. And there's a sure some kind of donation plug in there so people can give you money, but they've got no reason to come back to your website unless you've created new content and reasons for, for doing that. So by adding a podcast or a blog or a vlog or a YouTube channel to your page and creating that new content, all of a sudden people are coming to your page for other reasons and realizing that the thing they care about is the thing that you care about. And they can provide money directly to the cause, the thing that they care about because they found you through some other method. And what a fantastic way to get people into your circle and to create real value for them, the person at large, the potential donor, the potential volunteer is by coming directly to you because of something that you've created. Yeah, that's awesome. I wanted to follow up on a couple of different things you you talked about there. Um, first is I just um, totally resonate with the idea that uh, the podcast actually is a learning mechanism. Because I, when I started mine, or even actually way before I started it, because well, I, I won't admit how long it took me to get started, but uh, when I first had the idea, I was sitting at a conference and listening to a number of um, experts, consultants who've been in the field for a long time and were thinking about their legacy. Um, and I thought, oh, wouldn't, you know, I want to follow up with these people having kind of, you know, one-on-one -on -one informational interviews. And I thought, what? wouldn't it be cool if I just share that with, I just had the conversation, recorded it, and then shared it with other people. And and that kind of was the springboard for the, the podcast, my podcast of, yeah, exactly that. I get to talk to interesting people. I'd be doing that mm -hmm. anyway. Um, the difference is I hit record and, you know, I have, I work with someone to do a little bit of editing and add, add some music and stuff. But beyond that, it's pretty simple, right? It's what you would do in a virtual coffee anyway. And yet it, it then can be valuable then to a whole other group of people. Um, so I love, yeah, so, you know, it could be um, just that, that, that instance of learning and, and continued growth. Um, I think too often um, folks in organizations think about any kind of content that they're creating, a blog post, um, possibly a podcast, as you know, just as a way to get their message out, but all mm -hmm. of those other benefits of the you know kind of the multiplying networks that you're talking about, the potential for relationship building, um, you know, having having as you said your own private ma masterclass with really prominent people, um, it all it all is beneficial, and and for me when I was doing my worst case scenario of. What if no one listens to this podcast? I still could list all of those things as right. uh, benefits 
Um, and luckily, there are plenty of people listening. So thank you to the, all, of the, all the folks who are listening. Um, but I could list all of those benefits, uh, you know, from the get-go, even if, if my worst fear were to happen. Even if nobody listened, nobody showed up. The really cool part about it is, is a lot of organizations have a problem with like, what am I going to post on social media? Like, what am I going to, I don't even know what to put out there today. If you do something like an interview show, you know, thank you, Carol, for being my guest yesterday. And I'm your guest today. Thank you so much. If Carol asked me 10 questions and I provide 10 answers, that's all the content you need to have a morning in an afternoon post each and every week. Let's just say it's next week. Carol asked me 10 questions. Use a program that's free called Headliner, and you can take a few minute clip out of there to get her question and my answer. And if you have 10 questions and answers, you have a morning, Monday morning, a Monday afternoon, a Tuesday morning, a Tuesday afternoon, a Wednesday morning, a Wednesday afternoon for the whole week from just a single conversation. You don't have to figure out what you're gonna post. You just have to repurpose what you've created and all of a sudden that workload goes away. And if you have a company doing the backend stuff for you, they create them all for you and they can even schedule them out so you don't have to even do anything. You just record the episode, you give it to the team and they do all the work. Yeah, Why wouldn't I think you do that? that's another thing that people forget is the number of ways that you can repurpose one thing that you've um, created. So you've talked about a lot of the benefits that organizations can see from doing a podcast from, you know, the learning aspect, connecting with other people, networking with other potential partners, um, highlighting all the interesting things. Obviously, you can just interview people within inside your organization and help highlight their expertise. Um, multiplying networks, having, having people, they'll share, you share, um, you get to borrow people's audiences or kind of step into their audiences and building relationships and that repurposing. What are some of the things that you see gets in the way of folks getting started? Because it might, it might seem kind of intimidating to do a podcast. It can be. And I'm sure when you started your show, I mean, you feel like there's a thousand things you got to figure out before you start. You're like, oh, when am I going to record this thing? When do I have the time? Who's going to do the production? Can I do the production? Can I do all these things? What kind of equipment do I need? You know, what do I host it on? Can I change it? What am I going to name? Like, it can be a lot. It can be a lot. To be successful in this stuff, the main thing you need to do is say what your show is about and tell people how often you're going to do it. And if you keep the program on target about what it's going to be about and you publish when you say you're going to publish, that builds credibility and authority and reliability. So I said, I'm going to do a weekly how-to show and I've done a weekly how-to show. Each and every week, I publish a show and people come flocking in and they know that I'm going to be providing the how-to steps they need to be successful. So I've said what I'm going to do and then I do it, which is great. If you look out there, there's all sorts of different production quality levels. There's people on their phone on Anchor just chatting for a few minutes, and then they call it good. A guy named Russell Brunson, who's the co-founder of ClickFunnels, did this as a marketing podcast. He got in his car every morning, recorded on his phone on the way to work 10 minutes, and he got to the parking lot, and he hit publish and just let it go. He did this for like 400 episodes. He's got millions upon millions upon millions of downloads, no intro music, no outro music, no production quality whatsoever. He had quality conversations with himself and published it. 
and allowed him to have this huge platform with millions of downloads. You don't have to get all crazy with it. You can, but you don't have to do that. I didn't start with this fancy microphone. I started with the equipment that I have and started having good conversations and came from it from a curious point of view. And that's all that was needed to start going to start showing up, to have the audience grow and to provide value. It doesn't have to be crazy. People are like, well, we already do so much in the nonprofit. When are we going to have the time? Hey, I get it. But if you have someone dedicated to doing the interview one day a month, in the morning, lunchtime, afternoon, evening, they sit down and record all the episodes for the month. They don't have to be crazy, but you can say, I'm going to do 10, 15, 20 minute episodes if you're going to do an interview, you set them up all in the same day, you do them back to back to back and to do, you know, two hours worth of work, record six interviews, you've got six weeks worth of material. If you have a team that's doing the production, you give it over to them, they publish it, they edit it, they do all those things. So as long as you have the time to record, which is a two hour block, sometime during the month, you've got your time set aside. So it's really easy to do. It can be free to start if you use your cell phone and anchor. You can buy the equipment when you decide, you know what? We really like this thing. We want to up the sound quality. People understand that you might not be the best interviewer when you start. I don't think I was the best interviewer when I started. Carol, were you the best interviewer when you started? No, I mean, I think that's been one of the, you know, talk about learning from others, but you just, you know, you also get better at this, right? You, you get more comfortable um, it's, it's not, uh, so anxiety producing as it might've been at the beginning. Um, so yeah, you definitely get better and, and right. It, uh, there are lots of different options, you know, you can do like the person that you mentioned, you know, you're just doing a solo show short, um, some thoughts on your own. You don't have to be interviewing other people. You can mix it up, right? So, you know, occasionally I'll do a solo episode. I mostly do interviews, but occasionally I'll, I'll throw one of the, those in. Um, you know, a couple, couple episodes ago, I did a, a best of, um, which was an interesting one because I found that actually took more work than, than doing a simple interview. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was a lot can. of fun to do. Oh, it, it's, there's, there's no, there's no rules, right? So you can have these as long or short as you want them. There's, there's people that do um, flash briefings on Google or Alexa or Siri or whatever you have that are between two and 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be crazy long. It doesn't have to be all consuming. I posted a solo show on the fifth. That is like three quick tips. Three reasons. I think every podcaster needs their own website. And it's really quick. I go through the three trip, the three tips, a program or something that's going to add value to the podcaster. It's three and a half minutes. What would you do? People are like, well, I just don't like the camera. I guess what? I didn't like the camera when I started. I like it now because with the right filters, I look, I mean, I look good. Like, let's not pretend here. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Of course. I don't know. I'm not that high on myself, but you can turn the camera off and just record audio. You can do this in your slippers and house coat. Nobody cares. I've got a show on the Veteran Podcast Network. It's a gal who talks about you know, military sexual trauma, and she's still active duty military. So all of her stuff, she's never shown her face. She's getting the word out there, talking about the thing that's important to her, but she's doing it anonymously. We don't know who it is. And she's able to do that because of the technology that we have. She interviews, her camera stays off the whole time and she gets the 
content that she needs to put out an episode and she's able to speak her mind and do her things and remain anonymous. You don't have to do video. You can do just audio only and put out great content. Why wouldn't you? But you can do it a couple different ways. You can do a solo show. You can do an interview show like Carol's doing. Let's, let's be honest. It's probably the best. Like Carol doesn't have to do any work. She just asks a couple of questions. It's up the guy in the hot seat, right? The guest that does all the work, right? Carol's like, oh, tell me about this. And I talk for 20 minutes. He's like, this is great. Like, I don't have to do any work. You can do a co-hosted show. There's one like diapers and deployments. So it's a co-hosted show. It's two people. One was active duty. One was a military spouse. And they talk, kind of talk about who had it worst. And then they bring on guests for part of the episode. There's people that do panel discussions where the host is the guy and they're asking, you know, five, six people what they think about a certain topic. There's all sorts of different ways to do this. And the best part about it is you can change it. If you don't like the name of your podcast, you can change it in a couple of months. You don't like your podcast art, you can change it in a couple of months. Get in a fight with your co-host, you can do a solo show. You don't like it doing it alone, start an interview show. You can change it however you want to do it. But the whole thing is, is to just start. Most people that do start, they get about 10 episodes in and they're like, I don't have a million downloads yet. Uh, fun fact, no one did, right? <laughs> Unless you're doing NFTs right now. I saw a guy's show, his was increasing by hundreds of thousands every day because of the new hot NFT space. But most people, 99.9999997 are not going to have that kind of return. You have to come through, you have to do it on a regular basis, whether that's daily, weekly, monthly, bi-weekly, even if you did one a month, you would still have 12 pieces of content you created. I recommend a weekly show because think about Netflix when they binge, like people get in, they want to listen to something. And if you produce one piece of content, it takes you 30 days to get your next, next piece. They're already onto some other show. They've already forgotten about you. I definitely recommend at least one a week, but there's so many different ways to do this, but if you wait to make all the decisions or slog through all the possibilities, you'll never start. And if you do start, you want to commit to making 25 episodes. There's something like 2.5 million podcasts that are published right now, but 2.1 million of them haven't produced more than 10 episodes. So the people that are going to come on and be dedicated to the thing, like Carol and myself, we're already in the top 20% just because we have more than 10 episodes. I don't know where you're at in the standings and it doesn't really matter, but like I'm in the top 5% of podcasts in the world and I do a nonprofit show. Our audience just really isn't that big, but because that I'm showing up every week, week in and week out, bringing and providing value, valuable guests, you'll be able to hear my show with Carol soon, probably in a few months. I've got a lot stacked up, but if you do this, and you stick with it and you provide and stick to whatever your mission is, like it's going to pay off. And it's just so much stinking fun. Am I right, Carol? Oh, yeah, it totally is. I have been having great fun. It's a great way to connect with people. And, and, um, and yeah, I think that's a, a, a really important to um, just have people go into it thinking this is for the long haul. This isn't a short this is not an easy, short return kind of thing. It's a thing that builds over time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, and, and I've heard, I've seen a lot of podcast spaces where they're like, just, just ignore the downloads. Don't even pay any attention to them. Just keep doing your thing. Keep showing up. Um, and then as you say, like, try not to overcomplicate it. And that can be challenging 
in the nonprofit sector because it's not usually just one person making a decision. It's it's many people being involved. Um, but you know, uh, knowing that you can just get started with as you know as simple a setup as possible. Uh, not you know getting all involved with complicated equipment at the beginning um, are all good places. Just that you know what's what's the uh, what's good enough. Get it out there, and and it'll get better. Oh, all this stuff, all this stuff builds over time. Especially you got a board, money's money's tight. Completely understand. Go with the free option. Start with your phone, whatever earphones you have that have a mic on them, and download the Anchor app. There's a couple. I'm not you know, affiliated with Anchor. There's a couple of free apps that has a podcast hosting app that you can do it for free and get started. Create content for your page and give people a reason to come back to your website over and over and over again. Don't just rely on outbound traffic, outbound social media, direct mail. Don't just rely on those things. Give them a reason to come find you. Wouldn't you rather have volunteers showing up in your email and donors contacting you than having you have to contact all of them find a reason to create content so they come to you we'll be back after this quick break mission impact is sponsored by grace social sector consulting grace social sector consulting helps nonprofits and associations become more strategic and innovative for greater mission impact download free resources on strategic planning program portfolio review design thinking and more at gracesocialsector.com slash resources. We're back on Mission Impact. So I love to um, finish every episode with a game where I play, uh, that I play where I ask uh, uh, one random icebreaker question that I pulled somewhat randomly out of a box. Um, So I've got three sitting here. what would you say is something that uh, surprises people when they first hear it about you? Well, I mean, the, if, if it comes up in conversation, the murder attempts are usually pretty high on the list. Like, what did yes. you do? The people tried to kill you. It usually comes <laughs> I up. was curious about uh, that as well. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, I'm on, if I'm on video, I've got all this great stuff behind me. You know, people are like, oh, what's that? Like, it was this thing. Like, you've got a Rubik's Cube over there. Can you sell all that? I had a guest stop, like, in the middle of our thing, make me grab the cube and mix it. I can solve any three by three Rubik's cube in under a minute. So they're like, I had someone like, I want to see this. Can you like, I've never seen it done in real life before. You know, I've got my wings up here. I've got my sign that lights up. I've got the kingdom of Bahrain. I've got some awards from the Navy. Like this is from a war hammer from the veteran podcast awards, but all sorts of different things. People are like you're so young. You've been in the military. How long? You just turned 40? They're like, holy cow. Like, I have no idea. Like, how long have you been podcasting? Oh, for this long. He's like, have you had any success? I was like, well, four months after starting, I was number four in the U.S. And they're like, what? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is about me or my life or what happens. But, like, I've dodged death, like, six or eight times that I can remember, that I can directly remember what happened and then not dying, obviously. Uh, You know, I've been to all 50 states. I've been to 12 countries. I've got friends all over the world, uh, especially I'm, I started meeting a lot of people doing the podcasting game. But if you're listening to this, and you want to reach out to me, please do. But like meet people in your area, meet them online, meet them for coffee, go meet people. You would be so surprised to see all the amazing things that are right in your neck of the woods that you just never know because you never ask the question. 
Exactly, exactly. So, um, what's what's what are you excited about? What's coming up for you next in the new oh, year? Oh, let me tell you, let me tell you, Carol. I know I told you yesterday because you you were on my show, but like, we have created the ultimate and complete podcast guide, which is available on the website or whatever. But we've taken that thing and we've created a course and you're like, oh, there's a bunch of podcasters with courses. Right now, we are the only course that's being revolved. The even professional podcasters get tongue tied every now and again. We're the only professional podcasting group that has created a course that's gonna be available at the college level. It's being reviewed right now at Forbes Business School at the University of Arizona. You're gonna be able to take my college course and get college credit for podcasting here, hopefully within the next like four or five weeks, it'll be available online. The only professional podcaster to have an actual course where you get college credit which is just really, really, really amazing. Um, you know, anyone that's in business, communications, journalism, marketing, entrepreneurship, the possibilities are endless and you have the ability to get college credit from a podcast course. Come on, who wouldn't take that? And why wouldn't you? That's exciting. And my official Navy retirement is March 1st. So I'm less than two months from retiring after a career of over 21 years. Well, congratulations, and uh, thank you. I think the uh, yeah, I'm I'm also stacked up with interviews, so this probably will be coming out just about that time. You'll you'll be officially retired, I think, probably when we get published. So, Looking thank you, to thank it. you so much. It was great having this conversation, and I hope this uh, inspires a couple uh, new nonprofit-related um, you know organizations to get into the podcasting game and and share um, share their wisdom, share their, their networks, uh, and get connected with people. So thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Carol. And anyone listening, hop on over to nonprofitarchitect.org. There's a tab in there that's got all my stuff, but we also have the Nonprofit Podcast Network. We've got 15 shows, my show and Carol's show, and a bunch of other shows that talk through all the things that go on in the nonprofit world and nonprofit game. Maybe you like my show, maybe you don't but you're gonna find something that you do like that does resonate with you at nonprofitarchitect.org. Thank you so much again, and thank you, Carol, for having right. me on the show. Thank you, thank you. I'm taking away several things from our conversation. The first is the versatility of the podcasting medium and its hidden benefits. I've certainly experienced what Travis talked about in terms of giving me a way to access many people, their expertise and perspective. I learn so much from each guest and each conversation. And he also makes a good point that you don't have to make it complicated to start. You can start with a smartphone. You can also learn as you go. You will learn as you go and get better at interviewing, at spotting an interesting quote to pull out. And one thing to remember with this particular marketing channel, that it's really a slow burn and it takes a while to build an audience. It's a long play, so don't expect a lot of quick wins. Thanks for listening to this episode. I really appreciate the time you spend with me and my guests. You can find out how to connect with Travis, his background and bio, full transcript of our conversation, as well as any links and resources mentioned during the show in the show notes at missionimpactpodcast.com slash show notes. I want to thank Isabel Striggs, for her support in editing and production, 
as well as April Kister of 100 Ninjas for her production support. We want to hear from you. Take a minute to give us some feedback or ask a question at missionimpactpodcast.com slash feedback. Until next time.